0: We all have something to bring to this world. Value it, because what I bring you can't bring, and what you bring I can't bring. Again, that's something I wish I'd known earlier, because um, I would have been more at ease with my sound, like, and just presenting my whole the whole me rather than just trying to be like, oh no, I've got to do it this way. I've got to do no man. But like, I bring something to this world that no one else can bring, and I self, definitely I want to bring to my give say to my children and let my children know. I say, listen, son, like, there's not another you, you know. So do you, like, yeah, fair enough, you take inspiration from X and Y, I get that. But that the amalgamation of all those experiences and all those people you take inspiration from, there is, oh, that's in you. And so you need to, like, you need something, the world needs something that you carry because there's only one version of you and you're here for a reason. Um, I think that paradigm, that mindset is crucial.
1: That's Jake Isaac, and this is episode 223 of In the Moment with me, Alex Manzi. I'm a coach, and this podcast is all about self development and helping you to live a happier and more fulfilling life. And each week, we hear the stories and tips from some of the most inspirational people in the world to help inspire you to make a positive change in your life. And on this week's episode, I am joined by Jake Isaac, who is a singer songwriter with his brilliant new album, Honesty Out Now. And with a title of an album like that, it's only right that we spent a lot of time talking about honesty and how to be more honest about ourselves and who we are, you know, how we want to kind of show that to other people. And I think what's really amazing about Jake is that he's spent a lot of time in his own personal life, you know, reflecting on, on who he is as a person. And then that really comes across in his music. So to kind of hear his story and his journey with that was really fascinating. It's a really powerful, open An honest conversation in which we spoke about how to prioritise time for yourself, how time is your best investment, how to find value in yourself and a lot more. So the aim of this podcast is to inspire. So if you like what you hear in this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love today. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear from Jake. So hello and welcome, Jake. How you doing, sir?
0: Doing good, my man. Doing good. Thanks for having me, bro.
1: No, man. Pleasure. I I got sent over your music. Um... When was it? it? Must have been the back end of last year, you know. And I was like, oh man, I really like this guy's vibe. Like, I just, like, there's, there's <laughs> something about the vibe of the music, you know, and it's like there's a soulful element, but it's like raw and it's authentic. Safe, it's like, I, was like I'm, I really like this man. And it's Safe, like, man. I'm just, yeah, happy to connect and kind of want to, you know, interested to hear more about you, to be
0: honest. Yeah, bro. Yeah, mate, as I said, thanks for having me, man. It's, um, yeah, I've been, I've been doing this thing, um, I've been doing this thing for a little bit now. Um, um, South London, born and raised. Um, actually, <laughs> I was born in Middlesex Hospital, which is like, like towards Wembley sides. But then yeah. we, live, we were living in South. I don't even know why that happened. Maybe it was that I got my granddad lives up up them sides. But well. anyway, <laughs> other than that, South London, born and raised. And um, yeah, I, I suppose I started doing this whole singer songwriter thing. Maybe like. Um, seven years ago, seven or eight years ago. Um, and when I started things like I was, I I realized, um, that my, as a black, black guy in this country with a guitar in my hands, like, um, the only other person that was doing it was my friend, Michael Kuanuka. Yeah. yeah, Um, and, um, he was leaning more into like, um like old soul like um, Bill Withers and that kind of vibe whereas I was I, I suppose part of me was like alright look if people are even going to get this I need to maybe leave out the soul part <laughs> um, because like, soul's, like soul and R&B has only just now people are just getting on that bandwagon whereas mm-hmm. like a couple of years ago I remember clearly it was me um, JP Cooper who a friend of mine and Michael Kiwanuka three brothers oh I'm Jacob Banks three brothers with guitars in our hands um, and it just felt like um, I don't know I just lean more into like my singer songwriter folk side of me like the Paul Simon uh, um, yeah man a bit of the build with, but more like the Paul Simon the more like Bob Dylan type side of what I'm doing um, I love Ben Howard at the time and just what he was vibing and so I just lean more into that and, um, and that's how I kind of kind Of kicked off things and things moved quickly. I, I went from like just writing pop songs for other people to to playing Glastonbury in like two years, which is mad. Wow, um, and then being signed to Elton John, and that all happened in like two years, which is nuts. Um, and releasing like that a couple of EPs, which which kicked off, and then touring like Europe and UK within like three years. Um, so it moved quick, but I feel like now, um it was a whirlwind, man. Reading it, like we did a ton of things: festivals, recordings, bits and pieces. Supporting Elton John on tour, doing my own tour, and being in states. And and I feel like um, now I'm way more comfortable in my skin, and also um, I don't. Whereas before I'd be like, yeah, you know, yeah, it needs to it needs to lean more into the singer songwriter side because people over here don't really get soul music. Now I'm just like, you know what? The internet's there, bro, and it opens things up in it. So uh, like. <laughs> Just make the music you want to make, Jake, and don't don't neglect any part of you. So that's where the that's where I suppose my sound is right now, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I fully hear that, man. And I think like one thing I really got from from listening to, to some of your more recent stuff is that it feels quite um like introspective and like reflective in a way. Mm. And I'm interested to hear whether that's like always been a thing for you whether you've always been that kind of person or whether that's just kind of come out more recently
0: yeah i think i i I have i have always i've always been um introspective to an extent but i feel like of recent i'm i'm trying to be more vulnerable because actually that's when i'm at my strongest i hate it (laughs) i hate it (laughs) legit (laughs) But I feel like um people want what's real and so um yeah I'm willing to do that no matter if people like it or not. And I think that's come with just time, that's come with being comfortable in my own skin. I'm just that's where I'm at man. I'm just I think I'm now I've got nothing to lose, bro. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm not saying I've I've conquered the world and that, but I've had some crazy so I've done arena tours and done madnesses, bro, like so now I'm just like, actually Jake, do what's real to you, like, you've got people, I've got a fan base, like, like here, abroad and whatever else, and that's a privilege, um, and I just feel like, man, th- and they're up for it, like the fan base I have, I'm so grateful, because they've they just followed me on the journey, and now I'm here, um, on this album, just with making music I'm making with, the people I'm making it with, they're up for it, and that's a blessing, man, so I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to dig deeper.
1: Yeah, no, I rate that, man. I think, like, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Like, you've mentioned, like, vulnerability there and, like, getting comfortable in your own skin. And it's interesting how when you start to go on that journey, like, how much kind of, like, unfolds and uncovers, like, within your own life and how there's these things, you know, like you were saying, being vulnerable is horrible. Like, you don't like it, but that's that's where you're at your strongest, right? And it's like yeah. when you when you kind of go on that journey, it really opens up your eyes to like all of these different elements of your life that you haven't maybe seen them quite that way before or felt them quite that way before so like what kind of what kind of got you into like trying to be more vulnerable through through your music in particular do
0: you know what is actually um my manager my recent my, my manager she's um we've been working together um for a while um so basically uh yeah my, my my manager, who's actually a friend of mine, we, we've we kind of been hanging out for a while. Um, and like, you know what I mean? It's like, we didn't hang out lots, but when we did, it was just like, yo, we said we'd catch up proper. We said, we've known each other for a couple of years. Um, and actually, when we started working together, when we decided, uh, yo, should we just give it a try? Um, she actually really challenged me just about, man, like, people need to meet the real you. like. She actually, I remember actually the first time we sat down, we were having a, having some food and we were just like talking about, all right, what do we want to do? Um, she said to me, um, you know, it's nuts that you've been able to do so much and build a fan base internationally, and you haven't even been completely yourself. Mm. And that hit me hard. I thought, first of all, that's a maser. Like, I don't even. Like, I am, yo, that's blessings, do you know what I mean? But at the same time, it hit me because I thought, right, Jake, have you been scared to be yourself this whole time for the sake of what, like, what, where's, what, what does that do for you? Like, mm. you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that conversation sparked off, uh, all right, this begins the part of my journey where I do what I want to do and give out everything that's in me as much as possible and I think this album is a stepping stone I Mm -hmm. think this is an introduction to this phase um to this season of my life um and um yeah man I feel like I'm already onto some next things and
1: (laughs) yeah man yeah do you feel then like because that's quite a a, well it's a very powerful conversation to have isn't it like I've had conversations with people who I know in a and it's like gone down a similar path like and it does it hits hard where you're like you know someone's saying okay well you're showing up like this in this space but then when you're with us you're like completely different and you're like and I get it with my mates because you know online it's like I'm sharing a lot of like positive stuff and like wisdom and learnings I've made but then when I'm with my mates I'm just like dicking about and having a laugh and being like one of the boys (laughs) so it's like it's two different sides so when someone says like or like they get an inkling into that side of me that I'm like with my boys and like oh we want to see some more of the real you I'm like Oh, like I thought, I am Mind. being the real me. I'm Mind. being like as open as possible. So, Mind. like when when you had that conversation with your manager, did did you feel like you knew who the version of you she was talking about was, or did you feel like you had to like then discover that a bit more?
0: No, I knew who exactly she was talking about, and and I I know who she's talking about. Um, man, I hate this topic, and yet and yet it causes me to go Even deeper, like it just takes it. I, I hate this topic, but it's so good for me. Um, mm-hmm. just this topical conversation, I feel like, um, I, I've always known that contrast between who I present to certain people and who I really am. Um, and I think I've traditionally, and this is if I'm honest, um, and maybe there's some that are listening to this that can identify with this, but I think I've traditionally, because I can be hypersensitive. Um, because I am a number four in the old Enneagram. Because I am, yeah, I'm I'm wired this way. I've learned to put up and um, and project uh, certain versions of me so that people don't see the real me or get to the real me, so that I don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've done that. I think growing up, part of the way that I've learned to, especially adapt in different social circles. Um, is by projecting, like just projecting what what's needed for that environment. Everyone does it to an extent, but I fully know that I've um, I've done that, knowing that the real me doesn't always get a chance to stand up, you know? Um, and it's, it's, bro, it's hard, man. And I, t- I think it's even increasingly hard for people on social media, you know what I mean? Like, I was just talking to a friend of mine just about how, um, in fact, I was talking to my missus just about how there's so many people taking couple goals and rare, rare, rare. And they've got like hundreds of fa- thousands of followers on these couple goals and these images. But actually their relationship or their marriage is crap, like mm-hmm. fully crap. But they know that they can't they can't walk away from each other because they're making so much money off doing couple goals. It's mad. <laughs> yeah. um, and I feel like in an, in a way, I feel like there's a lot of people on that type of spectrum, you know, and I've been on that journey myself. Um, but I think musically, I've decided this is going to be my outlet to start to inject the real me, no matter what. Um, so I'm giving it a try, man. I ain't, I'm far from there, but I'm trying, man.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think it comes out, man, and and you know I think. Hearing what you're saying is like this it's like wearing a mask, isn't it? It's like you, you mm. go to a certain place or you're with certain people and you've got a certain mask on, you're on stage, mm. you've got another mask on, you you're in the studio, you've got another like you're constantly like playing a role instead of just being like the role of yourself, isn't it? Um so how how did you then like incorporate that into like your music like what's what's the process been like of you know creating more music that's more authentic to you rather than like it just being a song that you make because you think it's going to be popular
0: yeah I think um I'm doing a lot more sitting with songs on my own rather than like producing songs and making songs at the same time or even like um so i I regularly get like mates or people that I know, or people via my, like, my publishers or whatever, saying, Hey, we'd love to write for you or write with you. And I'm like, Yeah, cool. I'm totally up for that because when you work, collaboration brings about innovation. When you work with someone new, you get something that you couldn't get on your own. Um, but at the same time, before I go there, I always protect um, and, and prioritize what's in me first. So I go, Cool, I'm making a record. Let me get out everything that's in me. Um on my own with a guitar or a piano on my J's and then um and then I'll do the sessions with other people and see what else comes out or what else we find. So I think prioritising what you bring to the table is crucial. There's no point in trying to trying to take another man's food that he's prepared or trying to jump in on another man's cooking generic cooking session in the kitchen when bruv you've got your own packed lunch, like eat what's yours first, bring that to the table, share that around. And then go and say, "Yo, listen, let's cook something together." Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just
0: no. valuing what you bring to the table um, is super crucial. Um, totally, totally, totally. That's and that's how I how I kind of lean into that and develop that. You know?
1: Yeah. yeah. How does that then play out in your in your life, like in your relationships, in your personal life with you know family, friends, et cetera?
0: Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I think. Um, I think that what, especially in this time of lockdown and pandemic and blah blah blah. I've really learnt to and also with age, I've really learnt to um I'm an ambivert, so I'm an extrovert, but I need introvert times in order to s- sustain being an, an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Um and so um I have learnt that when I get out and um, when I pull away from my family, I love my children, I love my missus. Um I love my wife, I love my children. When I pull away from them, just I just need time. I need to prioritise time to, for me to go for a walk or go for a run on my own so that I can present the best, I can be the best dad or the best husband that I can be. Mm. Um, that's how. So I I value what what's my, myself. I value, I make space to ensure that I'm the best version of me for others. Um, so it's almost like I'm being selfish in order to be selfless. Um, and I feel like that is something which I wish I knew earlier. Um, I used to feel bad, like, oh, yeah, don't, you know, you've got to be around the children 24-7. Yeah, I'm that kind of guy. I'm, I, don't, I love being around my family and I, I love being present for my children. Um, my dad was a travelling man, so he used to, he, like, he'd go away for weeks at a time at times. And so I'm wired that way to always be to, to be present because of my experience. My dad's a mm-hmm. great man. But um, in the midst of it, I've realised, and it's been a struggle, but I've realized that I need my own space in order to be to not be a grumpy git.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to put it nicely, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Now I think mate, I, I resonate with that so much, man, because like I, I was literally having this conversation yesterday. Um I jumped on a clubhouse with like um one of my mates and there was like a couple of other like people he knew in there. Mm. And the topic was about like self care and self love. And this this exact topic that we're what we're talking about here came up on like how do you Still prioritize yourself whilst you're in a relationship, or you're married, or you have kids, because, like you said, you want you want to give like your your best to those people, right? You want to be there for them at all times as much as possible. But at the same time, you have to learn to take care of yourself. And I think if you if you lose sight, and I've definitely felt this personally, like when you lose sight of prioritizing yourself you lose sight of yourself as well because you you then fall into that performance mode of like well I need to be the good dad or I need to be this type of boyfriend or husband and son and and friend and all of this rather than being like yo I need to just take some time chill for myself I need these these things are the things that are good for me and the more that I can do these and prioritize these in my life the better I can be for for you guys and I'm interested to hear like what what some of those things are for you because I think like we all have these different things that we like to do. So what are some of the things that you do that you you would count as like self-care to recharge yourself?
0: Yeah, I think, um, as I said, running, walking, um, that's the easy, that's a quick fixer for me. So um, yeah, just going for like a good old 20 minute, 20 minute run, couple K, whatever. That just, that's a real quick way Especially when everything's full on. Um, every now and then, when things are open, what I would do is maybe like once or twice a month. Um, because I'm the only one working from home, obviously my missus working out and my children are childcare. So I would have the house to myself. So, but what I would do is I would take an afternoon. I'll do, do some admin in the morning and I'll, from maybe from like 12 o'clock, I'll go and have lunch on my J's. I'll sit in Nando's and just go in and have a lunch on my own. And then after that, go and watch a movie and get a full-on popcorn to myself and rare rare rare, <laughs> and sit down and bang a movie, and I walk out, jump on a bus. I don't even drive. I jump on a bus home, and then I'll go and pick up the kids and do daddy duties or whatever and do family time. But that that afternoon would have just been a, like a. Just be in your own world. Ain't nobody asking you about oh what happened in the movie. Nah, no, like, I ain't got time for that. Just enjoy it like in the Nando's. Just pick up your own sauces. You ain't got to share nothing off your plate, bruv, Just relax. Yeah. And just you know what I mean. I just feel like those two things, just running or walking, and and just act, almost like um, <laughs> just like a a date day, bruv, Like a, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: those two things I found to be very immediate. Um, and then the other thing is maybe like if I've been working late this is definitely the last thing um, that I would do is I would um, I just yeah if I get in and the whole house is sleeping I'd get in and it's still early I'd probably get in and just watch a Netflix on my own like watch How to Get Away with Murder or something mm-hmm. um, or just sit down and watch the news and just and have a beer um, mm. and then go to bed like those between those three things um, that's that's my vibe man you know yeah just something to take my mind off um what is present you know yeah
1: yeah i think i think it's like um it's it's pure me time isn't it really it's 100%. like it's like using the space that you've got to do things where you can just have no like um external influence like be it another right. person be it uh obviously yeah you're saying like movies and stuff like that but like it's just a way where you're just engaged in that one thing you're engaged in your Nando's you're engaged in the movie you're engaged in Netflix you're not trying to like check your phone and who said what and what have I got to do (laughs) and I got to get back to this person I got to send this person that thing like all all at the same time it's just like one thing at a time and just almost like it's like collecting yourself together, isn't it? And that's yeah. that's what I find it's like. And you know, for people that can look different, man, that can be having a bath in the evening. That can Yo. be, you know, doing some yoga or, or yeah, like meditating yeah. or reading. There's so many different things, and I think it's about individually recognizing what what those things are, like yeah. in terms of what serves you, so that you can then recharge. But also like what are the things you can do where you don't feel like you're trying to, you're not necessarily trying to get anything out of it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like totally when you're watching a okay. movie, you're not like, oh, like this has to be the best movie I've ever seen. You're no. just watching the movie. Do you yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, just being present in something else other than the norm, you know. Um, I do find though, uh, besides like when it's, if it's like Netflix in the evening, I like I switch off to social media and emails. Mm. Like so, I might even put my out of office on my out of office on if I'm doing like one of those afternoons where I'm just nando's in the cinema, and um, I don't feel no way for that. And I tell my manager and my team, I say, "Yo, listen, you're not getting me this afternoon. It's mm. what it is." I've responded to all your emails. Safe, you know. So Yeah, yeah. man, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, no, I'm down for that as well, man. How how do you recognise like when you need to take that that time that afternoon for yourself?
0: Yeah, I think. Um well the obvious the obvious times are when i'm being a moody git um and when my missus says so or my children are just like dad go away man you want to chill with my... <laughs> like, i'm like oh, oh, okay my bad my bad <laughs> um sometimes my missus even says to me hey listen listen you need to go out, you need to go out for a walk <laughs> yeah and um and it's cool you know um i'm glad that that my family can tell me that um and i think Part of that is just because I'm normally like optimistic, happy, easy guy, and always up for a for a giggle, up for a bit of banter. So when I'm not, it's obvious. Hmm. Um So I think that's the first sign. Also, when I'm tired, like when I'm tired and um and things are a lot of things are going in my mind and I've got to juggle a lot of plates, that's often a very good time to pull away. Um just to gather myself. So yeah, capacity and um and uh yeah capacity is the main thing just knowing how my capacity how my plate's loaded up will often determine whether i pull back or not you know
1: mm, mm, yeah yes yeah. it's, it's 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 the game of balance isn't it it's like and it's sometimes a bit of a, a cop-out word to use isn't it it's <laughs> like but it is it's like you know right when when you when your cup is overly full yeah you need to empty it first before you can then like you know refill it you can't you can't refill a cup that's still full so it's like it's it's recognizing okay now is the time for me i need to take this afternoon for myself because i know that my mind is getting ahead of me or my body just needs that time to chill you know because we throw so much energy into things we throw so much energy into like relationships into work into projects into just generally living our lives and it's like if you don't take that step back sometimes you you feel that you you really do need it
0: yeah totally agree totally agree but um, it's a process though isn't it
1: <laughs> yeah of course and I think that's I think you know if anyone who is listening it's like understanding it is a process it is a really big stage as well you're not just gonna you really big step. So you're not just gonna wake up and be like hey I'm gonna like you know understand that I need to take more time for myself like <laughs> you, you have to go through the process of like recognizing it first and then Okay, cool. Now that i recognise these are the times where I need to do it, then try and action something. And you know what I mean. Yeah. It takes it takes time, but it's yeah. it's a fulfilling journey, man.
0: Absolutely, 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 man. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. And I, I, on that, I'm interested, like to hear for you how 2020 was, because cause what I'm assuming right is that you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but you wrote most of this album last year or in the in the in the you know past 12 months or so maybe even before so what like what's that like? because you know we've gone into lockdown the music industry especially like live performance right has come to a standstill you're writing music for a project which you know is going to come out at some point you know whether you always always had this year in mind I don't know but like how how has it affected your writing because you know you're not writing a song and then you're able to, like, play it straight away in front of people at, on a live stage, in a small small arena or on a big stage. And it's like you're just... You're having to go off of something else. So, like, what what's that been like for you in the past 12 months?
0: Yeah, do you know what? It's actually been quite satisfying. Um, don't get me wrong, I miss gigging. Um, I miss... Like, we've had to postpone the tour, obviously. Um, and... Um, yeah, so we got like a 15-day UK and Europe tour in November 2021. It was as it stands, yeah, it goes. But yeah, yeah. I think like when I was writing the record, I was just, um, I was like, listen, I need to enjoy this music I'm making, I need to enjoy it even if I don't end up gigging it. So that kind of drove me just to be even more um, focused on what I was creating Um it's almost like I want to create something for people to enjoy and then anticipate the moment where we can actually get in a room together and we can share the music, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, man, I, I, I miss gigging. I miss, I I mean, the closest thing I've had, I've been able to come to is just filming bits of stuff for like online streaming stuff and whatever else. And, um, um, but yeah, I, I miss it, but I don't think it affected my creativity in making the record. Rather, it helped me to focus on making something which I could enjoy, that my, my listeners could enjoy, um, and like people who listen to it can enjoy um, and anticipate when we can meet together. So
1: I just wanted to take a quick break from this episode to let you know that my book, The Search for Clarity, is now also available as an audiobook. The audio is completely narrated by me and the book shares my biggest learnings and lessons that help helped me to live a happy and fulfilling life. And in it, I share plenty of stories and tips and how you can do the same. The audiobook is now available via Audible and physical copies can be bought at thedreamersdisease.co.uk forward slash clarity. And if you use the code on that website, podcast20, you'll get 20% off your order. But right now, let's jump straight back in to this week's episode I feel like 2020 is gonna as a whole it's gonna it's gonna produce a lot of reflective music because so many people have been you know you know literally locked inside their houses right (laughs) like so everything's a lot more I feel like a lot of people are becoming a lot more you know introspective a lot more reflective and I feel like a lot of the music that we're gonna hear in the next few months is really gonna you know, be a mirror to that in a way. It's really going to show, like, a different side to people. Well, at least I hope it works. I think it will yeah. bring a different vibe to stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I, mate, you and me both. You and me both. But, um, yeah, I know a lot of people have been beavering away making making fresh stuff to come back with. And it's exciting, man. I think I think for those who were able to get through this lockdown and this pandemic or the, the, the main part of it... Um, I feel like if you made it through and you were resilient enough to keep going and to keep creating, you're only going to come out stronger. And I'd say Mm -hmm. that not just for creatives, I'd say that to anyone listening, anyone who's, you might be a single parent, you you might be in a relationship that's been rubbish or rocky and whatever else. If you made it this far in these circumstances, do believe you've got what it takes to keep going. You know what I mean? I just think that's something to hold on to. I think at times like this, it's very easy to focus on what we don't have. It's very easy to focus on the negative. It's very easy to focus on our lack rather than uh, grab a hold of the little that we have. Um, And I think that's those kind of that kind of paradigm difference that would cause someone in a third world country like, I don't know, wherever, like, you know, third world country somewhere to be like, yo, I don't have a lot of money, but I'm living my best life and my family are great and we've got a roof over our heads. Mm -hmm. I think in the West, there's such a temptation uh, because of comparison and because of, uh, yeah, online comparison, because of peer comparison, uh, celebrity comparison. We have people who don't have a lot in the bank and they're comparing themselves to celebrities saying, listen, that's where I want to be. It's like, yeah, cool, but do you value what you have? Um, Because you can only go as far as what you have Um, Well, you can you can only go as far until you realise you need to start valuing what you have, and then you find a sense of peace. You know, and I just feel like this is the time for us as creatives, us as singers, songwriters, whatever, uh, non-creatives or whatever, um, just to grab a hold of what's actually in our hands, um, in order to motivate us to move forward and grow something. You know? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm getting is like you know. There's a certain level of like the way I've I've seen it, right, this year or last year, the last twelve months, however you want to look at it, is that the like there's been a massive pause button that it's just been like someone smashed it and it's just like yeah. paused like yeah. everything, right? And through that process, it's like being able what I'm hearing you're saying is like being able to look around at your life and be grateful for the things you have rather than like living life from a place of lack or like wanting more it like just helps you appreciate the things you already have right yeah and one of the things that I think is super interesting in that is like when you, even for you with your music, right? You know, you want to grow your audience, you want to, you want your career to go on an upward trajectory. But it's like, yeah. you know, perhaps during this time, one of the things to take away is like you've been able to connect more with the audience you've got totally, already. Do you know what
0: totally, I mean? Totally, totally. In fact, I kind of remember it was a quote that I read um, that actually really um, impacted me about this topic, which was. Um, there's two ways to get more one is to pursue it relentlessly or the other is to be satisfied with what you have yeah I think that was it there's two ways of of, yeah getting more like you know what I mean you can chase something or you can get more by actually being content with what you have and I just thought I've never I knew it but I've never seen it that way I've never Mm. do you know what I mean
1: I hope I said that right. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, don't worry. I'm, I'm always butchering quotes on here, so don't worry about <laughs> it.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, like, I think it's, it's, so, it's, so, it's so, like, fascinating because you, you, you know, you, you go, well, what is contentment then? Like, is contentment just, like, being happy with what i got? Is that it? Is that, does that mean that I don't want anything more? Like, we feel like we have to always want more and like be on that other side of that quote of like relentlessly chasing more or chasing success or Mm. you know whatever it is right but actually the truth is that we already have everything we need like yeah really
0: yeah i think i think there's two ways of looking at it there's two sides to this coin one is um because there's no there's no harm in aspiring but you can either chase after something you don't have or you can grow what you do have Mm mm-hmm So, um, you could be about, yeah, I'm getting my monies up, I'm getting my peas up, rare, 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 I'm getting, I'm getting. Or you can be like, yeah, I've got this. How can I make multiple streams of income off what I have already, off the skill set that I have? Mm -hmm. I think um, chasing and growing are two different mindsets, two different attitudes. And um, growing is building something, growing is, you know what, sometimes living within your means, sometimes knowing. Or sometimes even knowing just, yo, I've got something huge here. Um, But either way, it's a process. uh, And it's about making progress and persevering. Whereas um, chasing stuff and reaching for stuff and hustling for stuff, that's out of desperation. That's out of, I'll do whatever it takes to get. And I just think, I think in my own journey, and please, like, if anyone's listening and they they see themselves as hustlers, yo, do you, because that works for you. But for me... Um, I've realised in order for me to enjoy life and and not get to the evening stage of life and be like, what was that all about? I want to grow something.
1: Because mm.
0: when you grow something, it can outlive you, you know? Um, and your legacy goes on and what you're about goes on and how you're remembered goes on. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. But what do I know?
1: <laughs> yeah, not a lot, man. I mean, a lot <laughs> by the sounds of it. Like, and I think you're right. And I think, you know... Like what you're saying, there's no judgment on people who do have that kind of like Gary Vee hustle mentality. Like there's like there's nothing wrong with that, as yeah, much as there's nothing things. wrong with wanting to grow what you've already got. Right, but it's mm. I think fundamentally it comes down to like understanding why you're doing it. Like if you're if yeah. you're if you're in that hustle mindset because you love the thrill and you love the yeah. chase and you you Did love you? to you love to lose, then yeah, do it. But if you're doing it because you're trying to fill some sort of gap in your life, then maybe yeah. it's like you could be taking taking the wrong approach to that you know
0: yeah 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 but again there are certain things that can only be understood or achieved with time Mm -hmm. and this is one of those things where sometimes it takes time to realize what what our motives our true motives are Um, and it takes time to then place value on what we should be prioritizing in order for us to see to find a greater sense of fulfillment
1: that's Mm. what i believe yeah, so so how how has like fatherhood changed that for you? Because mm. you know, as you were talking then, you're saying like you want you know, there's things that you want to grow. I'm literally thinking like, well, you you've got like little people that you literally have to help grow, right? <laughs> like if you want to look at it really primarily, it's yeah, like yeah, you've yeah. got these little tiny people who are you know relatively new in the world and they don't know a lot of the stuff that's out there. So like right. you, your role as a, a father and your Mrs's role as a as a mother mm. is to help them grow and mould into the human being that they can be, right? And that they are, like, mould right. that a bit more. So how how has that, like, fresh perspective kind of changed your approach? Like, not just for them, but, like, I guess more personally as well.
0: Yeah. And So you're basically... Am I, uh, help me understand. So you're basically asking, how do I go grow about growing my children?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no I, guess the, I guess the question then is, like, how has... Fatherhood and this idea oh. of being responsible f- for the growth of someone else helped you tune more into like perspective of your own growth and and everything else like yeah. personally.
0: That's a great question. I think um I've realised I I think I've always been aware of this, but I knew it's something else before children. So back in the day, the quote I used to a quote I used to hang on to was the difference between boys and men are the decisions they make. Mm. Now. I feel like that has evolved into a sense of um, uh, every decision I make has to uh, has to leave a legacy for my children. Um, so that might be how I spend money, how I use my time, what am I investing into? What these guys that grow up after and do you know what I mean? Who are going to be around longer than me? Um, so it's about the power of decision. It's about and, and and again those even those two quotes they're anchored on investment and return. Mm-hmm. Um, you invest well, then you only then you're going to get good return. And that investment you might not see the fruit of it even whilst you're alive, but invest well, um, and you will see the return, or your children will benefit from the return. Um, and and I just think, I think that is a basic principle by which some of the wisest people I know go by some of the re- wealthiest people I know go by um the investment investment isn't necessarily just money or decisions I think the biggest investment you can make um on a day-to-day basis is with our time and mm-hmm. um, I think that is beyond money beyond anything where you invest your time um is crucial so I'm not even just talking about spending time with my children um I'm fortunate enough, I'm blessed enough to still be with their mother and we're cool. And I think one of the best things I could do for my children is love their mum. So yeah. I'm trying to invest time into that as well. Um, my investment of time um, and how I see that investment has an impact on my children. And I think that that's how having children is shaped and, and being a father has shaped my decisions, my daily decisions, man, we've only got one shot at this thing, innit? it? Mm-hmm. Um, and these children are here, bruv. They're not going home on the weekends, bruv. They're here the entire <laughs> minute there. so like, I'm just trying to, bit by bit, make the right decisions and make the right investments on a day to day basis, man. And and that actually comes out in the music as well. That actually comes out in how and on on. Listen, I can make a decision to be completely vulnerable and transparent in the song, or I can, or I can try and hide that and try and make something that's cool. But actually, does that benefit anyone? Does that benefit me in terms of being fulfilling? Mm-hmm. Does that, um, does that, when my children hit, when they're older or when they start, if they, if they listen to my music, are they going to listen to it and be like, yo, that's not the dad we knew. Nah, who's this guy? Like, what are we talking about, bruv? Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to, I'm trying to make decisions and investments of my time and effort and creativity that have an impact and nurture and grow my children, whether directly or indirectly, you know?
1: yeah yeah i get that i think the music the music analogy there is a really good one because it's like if you were doing drill it's like they're gonna grow up like well that's not like what my dad was like you know it's like a completely different style it's a completely different thing you know so like does does that then add like an extra layer of pressure then on you in terms of yo
0: listen listen again from we i mean we touched upon it earlier like growing stuff bruv like when you're when you when you're growing stuff and you're doing it because your motives like actually to nurture something and build legacy, you enjoy growing stuff, bruv. You know mm. you see them man them, them that some of them older man them that have allotments and they're yeah. growing the little plants and they come and they <laughs> check it every weekend and and they're like, oh yeah, oh I've got some cucumber here. Oh, oh look at that all these cool like, you know them man there, like I'm trying to be like that bruv. Man enjoys growing my things, bruv. Like So it's it's not pressure at all, bruv. Rather, I get to see flourish and I get to see fruit. You know what I mean? I get to make decisions and, like, right, my three-year-old, like, he listened... I had something... Something was playing the other day. Like, one of the tunes was playing the other day and my three-year-old stopped and said, yo, dad, this makes me feel sad. I was like, rawr! Mm-hmm. Like, he's young enough and sensitive enough to pick up what's going on. And I thought, yeah, man, like... You know what I mean? I just... That's a part of growing, like, your creativity to impact um, and to invest into your legacy. And I just... Man, it's good times, bruv It's not no pressure. It's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's a jo- in fact it's a privilege, man, to grow some
1: Yeah, see, I love I love that man. That's I think that's an amazing approach to look at it because it <laughs> you know if it, for other people it could it could add pressure, right? But if yeah, you look 100%. at if you look at the enjoyment in it, again, it comes down to the two sides of the same coin. You can go well, this is pressure, and I'm not going to enjoy it, or actually, this is something that I'm really can enjoy and can really like invest right. myself into right. fully. And right. it's like one of my favorite quotes is. um the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. Come and on. it's... Do you know what I mean? And Come it's like on. what you were saying Come about the, the courgettes and the tomatoes and the allotments. It's like, that's what it is. It's like they don't yeah. plant that expecting to eat it there. It takes months and yeah. lots of work and lots yeah. of, um, you know, care towards Nuturing, those seeds and that nurturing. Yeah, man. Um, so right. so what what's like one lesson then that you you've taken from your parents that you want to pass on to your kids?
0: Um... Don't take yourself seriously. Um, I think that's at top. That's somewhere at the top of the list. Um, and this life was never meant to be. This life was not meant. It's it's not about you. It's about other. There's a great words um, from African culture which is mbantu, which is which means I am because we are. Mm. And it, it basically is. Well, it basically. Um, is a word which kind of uh, dances around the idea of it takes a village to raise a child. Um, there is, I think, when one is about oneself, and I, we're in a culture where it's about, yo, I'm about me, I'm mine, you know, listen, I'm getting mine and rare, rare, rare. I yeah. get it, I get it. But really and truly, the fulfilment comes when you get to share some of that fruit, when you get to share them things, them good times with people. Some of the best times we have is not on our own, you know. The best times I have is not when I'm just on my own going Nando's. Actually, the best times I have, no matter how hard it is or tiring it is, is actually with my family, with my children. Mm-hmm. Like, the best times I have is with my boys or, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that those two things, not taking myself seriously, never take yourself seriously, um, and and also... Um, Making sure that your life isn't about you; and the life is about others. Um, I think that is you're, you're more likely to build something there, you know. Mm. And you're more likely to hold it lightly as well. They're not taking it so seriously. You hold it lightly. Okay, I'm gonna go. This feels good. I'm a, you know, I might get this wrong, but you don't beat yourself up because you don't take yourself seriously. You get up and you try again. Rare, rare, rare. And then the other side of that is, yo, this is for others. So listen, when I, when I, you know, as I get more cool, let me. I'm going to try and reach out and help this brother up here. I'm going to try and reach out and help this brother up here. Oh, I got hurt by that brother. Cool. You know what? I'm going to take that as a one-off. I'm not going to give up on trying to help others because someone helped me. I think that the sense of fulfilment and peace you have by those two things... And listen, don't get it twisted. I've I've been hurt. I've been hurt... Um, when I haven't taken myself seriously, I've had Mandem come along and look at me like, oh, you're an idiot, bruv, like, <laughs> you're some, like, well, bruv, why are you on this joke, joke thing? I'm not on a joke, joke thing. I'm just, I just don't want my ego to, to I don't want you to meet my ego before you meet me. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then, and then sometimes because I've reached out and I've given people um, a, a hand or I've given people some money here or what, 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 or my time here? And they burnt me. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it's hard. But why should I change because of the way that they are? Or the way that, do you know what I mean? That they're wired. I just think, um, yeah, man. Like, I just think it's super crucial to pursue peace as much as as it to pursue um, uh, prosperity. Like, yeah, you want to grow. Yeah, you want to be something, but your peace is just as important.
1: Mm. Um, And
0: I think those two things, those two factors protect your peace.
1: Yeah, I, I love both of them, man. And I think on the that peace prosperity idea, it's like, well, not all prosperity leads to peace, right? But all peace leads to prosperity. Come on,
0: In a, even if it's just inner,
1: 100%. yeah, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. And I think like you, it goes back onto the thing we, we were mentioning earlier, right? Of like being on that that constant chase. It's like when you're constantly chasing the prosperity, it's like you're not. There's not going to be that much peace in that. there might be for some yeah. people, but it's yeah. like the peace actually brings the prosperity and it's totally, I think this totally. really amazing way to look at it man totally um and then, and then so one more thing i'm interested in on this mm. subject of parenthood is you know we've heard the lesson there that you you'd want to pass on from your parents, but like what's a lesson that you've learned in your life to date that is really? shifted something for you or really changed something for you that you want to then pass on to your kids
0: we all have something to bring to this world value it because what i bring you can't bring and what you bring i can't bring i think um again that's something i wish i'd known earlier (laughs) Um, Cause I would have been more at ease with my sound, like, and just presenting my whole the whole me, rather than just trying to be like, oh no, I've got to do it this way. I've got to do no man. Like, I bring something to this world that no one else can bring, and I definitely I want to bring to my give to my children and let my children know. I say, listen, son, like, there's not another you, you know. So do you, like, yeah, fair enough. You take inspiration from X and Y. I get that, but that the amalgamation of all those experiences and all those people you take inspiration from there is on oh, that's in you and so you need to like you need something the world needs something that you carry because there's only one mm-hmm. version of you and you're here for a reason um i think that paradigm that mindset is crucial i think that's helped me value or even start to value my creativity start to value the way my, my persona the way my emotional makeup is um it's also helped with my emotional literacy as well, how to communicate when I'm feeling certain ways. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, disregard my feelings because actually the, my makeup and my perspective on things is, is, is completely unique. Um, So valuing that, I would say that to any young child or any person or any creative, um, particularly in this climate, just with the whole, uh, just like, as a black guy, I would say that to any black child, like, let alone any child. Do you know what I mean? I just think wherever there's been stereotypes or stigmas or marginalized people, um, whether it be by class, race, uh, gender, whatever it is, say, hey, listen, the way you're wired, who you are, there's only one you please start to value that. Because in the midst of comparison and social media and whatnot, it's very easy to forget that you have something to bring to the table too. Do you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's crucial, man. Especially for us men who've grown up in London and we haven't had a silver spoon. And even the men who have silver spoons, a lot of them will get caught up in that culture and they don't even know what they've got to bring. All they know is the money Mm -hmm. and that, that way of life. And I'm like, yo, You've got something unique to bring too, and the quicker we hold on to or grab a hold of that and what that thing is, the quicker we start to live our best life. That's what I think, anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what, Jake, man, that's that's some really wise words there. And I, I <laughs> love that because it's like it's knowing what you bring to the table, isn't it? It's knowing what your what your true value is. But then, you know, how would you? How would you go about finding that value or recognising that value for yourself if you're, you know, caught up in that other mindset?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think really simple. It might might even sound a bit patronising. But first and foremost, the only way you know you've got something on your face is by looking in the mirror. So examine yourself, like write down, okay, I can do this. I love doing this I'm rubbish at this I'm good at this the best way to know your strengths entirely is to also know your weaknesses and be aware of them a good tennis player I used to play tennis growing up and when I was in primary school and because I was tall I was always good at it my coach my coach always invested well into me and so he used to say to me Jake a good tennis player is aware of his weaknesses and always plays his opponent to his strengths so I'll play a forehand or if I've am good at, if I've got a good backhand, I'll play in a way so that my opponent's always having to back, hit me back towards my backhand. Mm-hmm. So be aware of your weaknesses and your strengths that you may develop in your strengths. So write down what you're good at, what you're into, what you're not into, what do you love? What topic of conversation do people always end up bringing up with you? Start to jot those things down. And at the same time, then have a conversation with those n- nearest to you and say, yo... What do you think I'm good at? What do you think my strengths are? Do a little SWOT analysis. Give it to them and say, "Hey, just" or you have a conversation with them. Record the conversation and see what naturally comes up. So it's not pressured. And then go to people who don't know you, um, people who you know on a on a yeah on a less on a uh, on a on a less intimate level, and say, "Yo, what do you think about?" Do you understand? And between those three things, you'll start to see common denominators. You'll start to see reoccurring themes. Start there. Start there. Like. You'll start to see recurring themes in your strengths and your weaknesses. Then you could start to go, oh, I think I bring this to the table, you know? Oh, I think maybe I should try my hand at this because apparently I'm good at this or holding a conversation around this. I just think it's the best way to see what's on your face is to look in the mirror. The best way to see if you're looking peng or not, look <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> like, you know you know what I mean? But the, the result and the outcome of it is hold on to what you have to bring to the table
1: yeah yeah it, it, it comes down to self-awareness doesn't it it's, it's, it's like oh, a whole self-awareness building exercise there what you've just laid out it's like be really curious about those things i think that, mm. that's like one of the best words when it comes to self-awareness is be curious because like right. there is there is no right or wrong answer there just right. is the answer you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the thing is you don't you don't get the right answers till you ask the right questions
1: yeah sure
0: you know so i'm um... The process is just as important as the result.
1: Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, for sure. And I think the but it's, it, the learning is in the process and not the result. You totally. Know? I think that's, there you go. That's where it becomes really there key. Is go. when you learn. You, it goes back to the to the to growing the plants. It's like the enjoyment is actually in the process, and the result is having a courgette that you can eat and then enjoy. It. But you, <laughs> if you don't enjoy the process of it, you're never going to get the courgette.
0: Right. Right. One of the things a friend of mine said. Um, he said. I remember once I was complaining because um, some of my mates, they, I'd been grinding for maybe like three, three four years just in the whole music thing. And um, some of my mates, they literally just turned up that like, did a couple of gigs and all of a sudden the whole industry's buzzing around them and then mm. they're like at the Brits and rare, rare, rare. Um, and I love them, they're my, they're my boys, they're good friends. They're actually, it's Royal Blood, they're a band from Brighton, yeah, yeah, from yeah, Brighton. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, so
0: Benji Thatcher, I mean, we did studio sessions back in the day, like together, like we were, you know, and I was just like, raw, like these guys are just overnight, just, they're blowing. And a friend of mine said, hey, listen, there's pros and cons to everything. He said the good thing about you, he said the hard thing for you, Jake, is you've had to go through three or four years of growing something. But he said the good thing about that is if you ain't got a team around you, you know how to do it again mm. because you've been through the process. So, when, so for example, if you're trying to figure out what you bring to the table in terms of even your life, if you're willing to go through the process once, if you hit a brick wall or you have a bereavement or something happens and, you, and, and everything crashes around you, you know how to start again all you've got to do is give
1: it a try the first time. Yeah, yeah. And I think just one thing I want to note on top of that really is like that's, and that doesn't come down to comparison. That's not you comparing yourself to Royal Blood and your boys. It's like, (laughs) you're seeing that as like a route to what they can achieve. But then it's like, okay, well, how, what am I learning from my route? Like, what are the things that I've learned? You know, if things fall down, can I pick things back up? You know, it's, it's looking at, again, it comes back to looking at what you've got and really appreciating it rather than going, well, they've, They've got that and they're performing at the Brits. Like <laughs> I wanna perform at the Brits. Why why aren't right. I perform and then you go down a different path, you know?
0: Right, right, right. Totally. Totally. Start with what you got.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Um well look, man, look, I, I think that's that's a beautiful note to, to end this conversation on, man. Yeah, it's man. it's been a real pleasure kind of hearing more about you and I think th- there's a lot of wisdom in you man and, and <laughs> I think like from what I've heard from you know your re- m- most recent tunes is like that wisdom's coming out and I can only imagine that there's them. more of it in, in the, the upcoming album um, yeah. so just c- kind of before we sign out do you want to let people know where they can find out more from you where they can yeah. follow you online when the album's out where they can get it
0: yeah man album's out March 5th so it's like Friday um, and, um, yeah, like it's, it's 10 songs, different features, Tersha May, Mumu Fresh, Sam Henshaw, Indy re um, Wildwood Kin, Yuna, um, and, um, it's available on all the old DSPs, wherever you normally go for your music, it should be there, hopefully. <laughs> and, um, I'm doing a gig actually on the 19th, an online streamed gig on the 19th, um, of March, um like if you're on my socials at I you can check out and get, grab tickets for that I'll be playing the songs um, just in their raw form and just yeah man it should be a great evening um, and yeah man I, I think I think that's about it also I've got I, I do this thing every Sunday called Open and Honest which mm-hmm. is which is um, just like chats I do with different artists about similar similar stuff which we've talked about and some of the themes on the album and themes about creativity and self and yeah man like that's it really. I mean I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to bring something to the table. So um mm-hmm. if you if you listening and you enjoy this. My name is Jake Isaac.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Do you know what I'm just I'm I'm, I'm going to before we sign out I'm going to chuck in another question here. Um <laughs> because obviously the the name of the album is honesty, right? So like mm. why why that name?
0: Cuz I got to start from somewhere, man. I think um I don't know, man, I feel like it's just so, I, I, I didn't, I needed to say, call it what it was. And I think from the, from that conversation I had with my manager um, last year, um, I realised I needed to start being honest, not just with my listeners, but with myself. And so all of the songs, I've just tried to be as honest as I can. And I know that there's more, there's levels to the thing, but I'm just, I needed to start there. And so I called it Honesty. Mm.
1: Love that, man. Love that. Well, uh, appreciate the time today, dude. Um, Watch this bit, man. I hope man. hope everything goes amazingly well with the album and the shows, and that the tour does get to go ahead. Come on. I'm sure it will eventually, but hopefully, it gets to go ahead this year um, and the rest of it, man.
0: Much respect, man. Thanks for having me, bro.
1: Pleasure, bro. So, I hope that you liked this episode with Jake. If you did and you liked what you heard, then please be sure to leave a review and, even better still, hit the subscribe button so that you get the latest episode straight to your phone and if you know someone who you think would benefit from hearing this episode then be sure to send it to them send them a link or a screenshot because it's really important that we continue to spread positive vibes and messages of episodes like this i started this podcast to help inspire a positive change and you can also be a part of that by sharing the episode with someone today by sending them the link and a little personal message to go with it i'd like to thank ryan nile from pure creation media for producing and editing this episode And as ever, you can connect with me on Instagram at IamAlexManzi and on TikTok with the same handle. Thank you for listening and I'll see you for the next episode.